And that's all we have to- Are you ready to face the facts? Yes. And meet your illustrious host, the saltwater slug monster from the depths of Lake Baikal. Wait, what? Your illustrious host, Ben Volchar. Ben once shook hands with an antique minestrone and regularly sweeps traffic lights. Please, make him welcome. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of the Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, the late-night variety fact show program that you all love and love to love. On tonight's program, we have a very rare record that we'll be playing, plus, of course, illustrious facts. And this week, there's facts about squirrels, teetotaling, and much more. And of course, we have tonight's prize question, which this week is, where do you bury serious units of measurement? Yes, that's, where do you bury serious units of measurement? Contact us if you think you know the answer. But first... Opening monologue. Yes, the... Opening monologue. Jeb Bush has tweeted a photo of a gun with his name engraved on it. This is only the second ever person related to an ex-president to own something with their name engraved on it, after Thomas Jefferson's second cousin Barney had a monkey skull engraved with his name on it. Kanye West has Kanye West that Kanye West, Kanye West the Kanye West, Kanye West confirms. And finally, theological investigation has concluded that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was a 360 backside big spin kickflip on a half pipe. And now, yes, a quick look through my illustrious factoscope reveals a fact, which of course means that it is fact time. But first, a word from our sponsors. Did you know, nostrils aren't just for breathing. Yes, hi, I'm Dr. Ed Locks, and I'm here to talk to you about shoving things up your nostrils. Shoving things up your nostrils, when done the right way, can bring about the most joyous pleasure that any human can ever know. I'm just over the moon at how great and sensational, 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 the feeling of shoving things up your nostrils is. Nine out of ten scientists agree that it is correct. So try it now. Just go to shovingthingsupyournostrils.co.org and just try it now. It will change your life. I promise you. Doctor's honor. This is the message for shoving things up your nostrils incorporated. You're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. Yes, and now we come to the first portion of facts for the program, and the first theme for the first portion of facts for the program is... Squirrels! Squirrels have very bad motor control. There is a squirrel in Minnesota that spends all day singing the Puccini opera La Boheme. 
If a squirrel eats a cashew, it gets really, really horny. A really, really horny squirrel is known as a virile squirrel. And that was the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program. And the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program is about bookmarks. The first bookmarks were made out of other smaller books, but this got complicated when people wanted to read those other smaller books, so they started writing books that were only a page long so that they would fit inside a book and be able to be read at the same time. Eventually, all the words rubbed off from overuse and developed into the modern bookmark. In Greece, bookmarks are officially yellow. 19 out of every 6,000 bookmarks have holes in them due to the moths in the factories. The process of including a lot of bookmarks in one book is known as bookmarky. And that was the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program. And now, we have a caller on the line. Hi there, you've called The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. You are now on air. What is the nature of your call? I'd like to complain about the telegraph poles on my street. You say they're a big nuisance to me and my life. Ah, yes, well, I'm afraid this is not a council helpline. Do we you can't... know that the telegraph poles on my street were put in without any consultation to residents? I don't believe that Estimations I can... Estimations suggest that they were put in place over 37 years ago, and to this day, they have not done anything about it, despite continual letters and phone calls, such as the one I'm making to you right now. Yes, I was going to ask, why are you calling The telegraph me? poles stand in the middle of the street and block the view to the fish and chips shop that is on the other side of the road to my house. I see. And what is more, they simply do not work. Don't they? They do not work. Uh-huh. No, they do not. I see. Every time I try to go up to them to send a telegram, they simply refuse. Uh-huh. Wait, what? I said every time I try to go up to them to send a telegram, they simply refuse. Yes, I heard that, but why are you going up to them to send a telegram? Because I have important messages to relay. Yes, but why are you going up to telegraph poles? Because I have important messages to relay. You're going up to telegraph poles, those tall, thin, wooden structures with wires hanging off them, invented by Sir Richard Telegraph Pole in 1788, and trying to get them to send your telegrams. What are you talking about? Well, that's what you just said. No, I said I am going up to telegraph poles. Exactly. A telegraph pole, a tall, thin, wooden structure with wires hanging off it. No. A telegraph pole. A man from Poland who sends telegrams. You have a man from Poland who sends telegrams on your street. Yes, well, I would if he did his job properly. So you just have a man from Poland standing on your street? Several, in fact. And they don't send your telegrams? No, indeed. 
Lovely caller, you have clearly heard of a telephone since you are using it to call the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. So I suggest in future you avoid this bizarre telegram service you have on your street and use the telephone to relay your messages. But if nobody uses the telegraph poles, then they'll take them away. You said they're a nuisance. But they're my friends. Alright, I think you've had enough now. You called the Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. And if you want to call us, our number is... <laughs> Hope to hear from you soon. And of course, don't forget about tonight's prize question. Where do you bury serious units of measurement? An answer herein from Quentin Carolina, who says, The killer meter. Ooh, good try, Quentin, but unfortunately incorrect. And it's time again for some more facts, but first, another word from our sponsors. Xerox scarves. I got one scarf. That's all I got left in this shop before I close it down. One scarf. Sell it for whatever. One scarf. Just come in and buy it. Just wanna, just wanna leave now. Just wanna leave now. You're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And right now, it's time for the second portion of facts for the program. And the first theme for the second portion of facts for the program is Tito Tolling. Tito Tolling used to be known as Tutti Toweling, as the alcohol was wrung through Tutti Towels before being consumed. This process drained it of its alcoholic properties. They stopped doing that in 1888 when the laundry bills started to stack up. Did you know animals can also teetotal? Just don't let them drink alcohol. Simple. It doesn't count if it's in a cake. You can eat an alcoholic cake, and if you get caught by the police while driving, just offer them some cake, and they'll let you go. If you drink very rarely, but still drink, then that's only tea partial. And that was the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. And now for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. And the theme for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts is recent events. The most recent event in history was the unveiling of the big plaque at Melbourne Zoo. It had animals on it. Anthony Hopkins regularly, i.e. once a month, hosts a BBC Three special series called Hoppo's Recent Events. It's a sort of Jon Stewart type look at the month gone by. Each episode is wiped before being aired. Upon learning of the existence of recent events, Churchill proclaimed, Recent events will stop being recent, but you will still be ugly in the morning. 1999 saw the rise of Recent Events Day at Marlborough High School, where the kids would reenact recent events they remembered. Unfortunately, this got cancelled when Recent Events Day itself was the subject of a reenactment and everyone got confused. The only thing worse than a recent event is a non-recent event. But those don't exist anymore, so it's okay. 
And that was the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, which ends the second portion of facts for the program. We've just had a message in from Klaus Doll, who asks, Dear Ben of the illustrious fact show with you, my host, Ben Volchok, appreciate morning condensation on grass? Well, Klaus, yes. Do you? And now, on the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, we have special illustrious guest chef Jamie Oliveoiler back again, who this week went and reviewed some of Melbourne's best cafes. Yeah, thanks, Ben. As you said this week, I went to Melbourne's best cafes, and here are my reviews. Uh, I'm going to just read them out of my journal, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, first up, uh, Carl's Laundromat Cafe. Uh, this is what I thought. I go up to this place. Looks like just a cheap place to wash your clothes. But no, you go inside. There's actually a lot of gourmet dumplings and things sitting in the little compartments on the washing machines. Tasted kind of soapy, but I reckon I might give it another go. Felt a bit queasy, but the service was pretty lovely. Six out of ten. Next up, the Unique Boutique. Given the top rating for cafes on foodbaboon.com. I'm so mad. I've been waiting in this cafe for three solid hours and nobody served me. It's the rudest thing I've ever experienced. Uh, I'm just going to sit here and wait until someone notices me. I'm fuming. Three hours. Never mind that it's closed today and I had to break in through the window to get in. This is unacceptable. I'm giving this a worst review. Three out of ten. The chair is nice. Uh, then we had this South American-style cafe called Shea Guevara. Yes, it's got that little Z on the end of Shea. Here's my thoughts on that. Burritos were pretty good. Tequila was pretty good. Bit expensive, though. Clearly, everything here is just from a supermarket. Bit disappointing, but they blew up your chair afterwards. That was worth the fun. I had another burrito just to see another chair explode. 8 out of 10. Uh, and finally, took a trip out to the outer suburbs. Sat down this outside joint called The Ground. Exciting sign, enticing, said, please order here. I came down, got two leaves and a cup full of dirt. Not much taste to it, but I love the old nature theme. Five out of ten. And that was it for my little cafe adventures. Didn't have much time this week. Been too busy chugging olive oil. Back to you, Ben. Yes, and thank you to special guest chef Jamie Oliveoiler with his reviews of some of Melbourne's best cafes. And now, another word from our sponsor. Are you sick of cream cheese not spreading on toast the way you like it? Well then, why don't you try our product? It's goat sperm. That's right, spread some goat sperm on your toast. It's nice and creamy. <laughs> yes, and now, of course, it's time for our illustrious musical interlude. This week, we're fortunate enough to have a rare recording of illustrious but forgotten harmonica player, Barty Poy. Barty was born Bartholomew James Poy on June the 16th, 1936, in the town of Arkanama, Arkansas, the son of two farmers and a bank clerk. 
Aged only seven months, Barty picked up the harmonica with his tiny baby fingers and started blowing into it. Three days later, he was topping the charts with his fresh style of playing and toured the country, giving concerts to some of the richest people in America, occasionally also letting in those with no money. Tragically, the superstar lifestyle took its toll on poor young Barty, who passed away from an orange juice overdose at the tender age of two years old. Thankfully, however, he sat in with some very prominent musicians and a precious few records were preserved, and we cherish them with all our hearts. One such record will be played for you all tonight. It's one of his early recordings when he was just over a year old, recorded on June the 30th, 1937. Yes, he sat in with the illustrious Billie Holiday on her rendition of the Gershwin classic, They Can't Take That Away From Me. So it's with great pleasure that I introduce tonight a recording of little-known infant harmonicist Barty Poy accompanying the illustrious Billie Holiday on They Can't Take That Away From Me. Please sit back and enjoy. So where you wear your hat So where you sip your tea Oh, 
Yes, and that was Small Child and Virtuoso Harmonica Player Barty Poy playing with Billie Holiday singing They Can't Take That Away From Me. We've got a message in here from Andrew Barrymore who says, I'm so hungry I could eat a hearse. Well, guess you're dying of hunger, Andrew. And now, another word from our sponsors. Hey folks, do you want to smell real hot? Like I mean real hot? Well, you gotta try some of our all-new Molten Perfume. It's real hot. Molten Perfume. Made from the real, real smells of Earth. Molten perfume will smell real hot. In stores now. Yes, you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And now on The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, it's time once again for Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise, where we hear some of the bleaker things in life. Take it away, Alabaster. Tearing a back muscle, leaning down to pick up a piece of stale popcorn that, in the end, doesn't even taste nice. Nine bent teaspoons in a drawer that doesn't close. Obituary misprint. Artificial lime on warm oysters. Warm oysters. An ant on a shitty cake that your best friend spend the last of their dull money baking that in the end doesn't even taste nice. Plain digestives crushed in the packet. Thimble holds. And that was all for Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise for this week. Tune in again next week for more of the bleaker things in life presented by Alabaster Turquoise. Yes, and don't forget about this week's prize question. Where do you bury serious units of measurement? One more answer here in from Blake Eichal, who has said the pound. Very close, Blake, but not the correct answer. But now we come to Viewer Letters. Yes, it's Viewer Letters. Where each week I read out some of the wonderful letters written in by you, yes, you, the viewers, listeners. This week our Viewer Letters are sponsored by Want to take a beginner class on large groups of spotted dogs? Well, enroll now at Dalmatians 101. The first letter tonight is from Cyril Killer. Cyril writes, 
Dear Ben of the Illustrious Factor, with you my host Ben Volchok. I've recently come into possession of a really large house. I won't tell you how I came into possession of this house, but safe to say that it's really large, and it's mine. There's so much space in here, but it's very spooky. Before I even got here, it was filled with row upon row of every type of food imaginable, and even other things. It's very strange. And every day, many times a day, a strange figure comes to me in my sleep and tells me to leave. But I won't leave. It is my house. I won't be moved by ghastly ghostly ghouls who terrorize me when I'm in the state of sleeping. What should I do? Well, Cyril, what I would suggest is that you vacate the supermarket and frankly I'm not sure why the police haven't been involved. Our next letter this week is from Scott Walter, who writes... Dear Ben of the Illustrious Factor, with you my host Ben Volchok. They say lightning doesn't strike the same place twice, but a broken clock is right twice a day. Therefore, if you hold a broken clock in the middle of a storm, you'll create a paradox leading to time travel. Nice! Party time for everyone forever. Well, Scott, I don't know where you heard that, but that's clearly falsified information. Let me stick to the facts, buddy. <laughs> And that was all the viewer letters that we had time for this week. Yes, and now it's time for the third and final portion of facts for the program. And the first theme for the third and final portion of facts for the program is cooking. Rub a pinch of ground walnut shell on any meal to make it more nutritious by approximately 4.3 to 4.7%. The world's first celebrity chef was a monkey who dropped a banana onto a roasting boar by accident. Every time you sieve broth, you spook a microbe. Overcooked something? Not to worry, just put your spoiled food in the fridge for a short amount of time to reverse the cooking process. Whisks can't be untangled. And that was the first portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program. And the second portion of facts for the third and final portion of the facts for the program is all about the Grand Vizier of Potsdam. The Grand Vizier of Potsdam does 20 sit-ups every morning to maintain her two abs. 10 sit-ups per ab. The Grand Vizier of Potsdam takes a holiday every Sunday in June to go to Köln, where she and the Grand Vizier of Köln get up to three shenanigans at any one moment. <laughs> Old Nanny's The Grand Vizier of Potsdam biscuits were named after the Grand Vizier of Potsdam, but not the current one. Incredibly, at 9.43 every morning, the Grand Vizier of Potsdam walks out on her balcony and displays one of her abs to an adoring public. The Grand Vizier of Potsdam eats noodles with a spoon. And that was the second portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the program, which means that was the end of the third and final portion of facts for the program, which means that was the end of the facts for the program. 
And we have another caller on the line. Hello, you've called the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. What would you like to say? Do you like caramelized onions? Well, yes, I must say I am quite partial to them. I like caramelized onions. Uh, well, how lovely. We might take another caller. Hi there, you've called the Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. How may I help you today? Hey, just keep talking. Uh, what would you like me to talk about? A anything, just keep talking. You'll have to pick a subject. I don't know, j just talk. I'm sorry, I'll need a topic of discussion. R raspberries, whatever, just keep talking. Raspberries. Well, alright. Raspberries were first discovered in the Himalayas in the early 15th century. The Himalayas used to be covered with raspberries. Oh yeah, keep going. Uh, the Himalayas used to be covered with raspberries until explorers picked them all and left the mountains bare and snowy as you see them now. Don't, don't stop. Keep talking. Raspberries have been used in a number of different foods around the world, but oh, none yeah. more... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. None more... Lovely caller, are you listening to me? Um, well, thank you for calling the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. Hope I've, uh, helped you. If you'd like to call us, our number is... Please call soon. And now, another word from our sponsors. Today's special is fried rice of the green bean variety. It's fried rice, but it's green bean. Fried rice, green bean. Fried rice, green bean. Green bean, fried rice, fried rice, green bean. Try it at your local thing that stocks it. It's fried rice, green bean. Seven cents a gallon or eight if you're trying hard. And do try hard, it's fried rice, green bean, today. Yes, and you're listening to The Illustrious Factor with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. Yes, and now we come to revealing the winning answer to tonight's prize question. Where do you bury serious units of measurement? The correct answer this week comes from Isabel Athingering Yes, who has answered a graveyard. Well done, Isabel Athingering Yes. Your prize is a one-way trip to Potsdam. And that's all we had time for on tonight's episode of The Illustrious Factor with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. We hope you've enjoyed it. Tonight's thought for the day is, if life gets you down, make a pillow. Tune in next week for another edition of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And remember, may you all be illustrious. The Illustrious Fact Show was devised, written, and performed by Ben Volchok. Keep up to date on Facebook.com slash Illustrious Facts and tune in next week on Friday at 8pm on Sin Nation.